This is Blade Method Mindset, episode 54, with J.P. Penscover and me, Chris Trainer. What's up, J.P.? What's going on, Chris? Well, you know, we're doing our first uh, not-in-person podcast together. We're, this is pretty uh, crazy. I, I'm going to put a little picture of you up. I'm going to put a little picture of you up on my computer so I can see you while we're talking. Well, what you don't know is I already actually have a picture of you up in my house. So um, <laughs> that's a little weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, Claire's, Claire's okay with it, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, my man. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I'm glad we're finally able to do this. We've been wanting to get this in, but everybody's been extremely busy and trying to figure out our our new lives uh, the past several days. So we finally got to get this in, and we'll get it out to all of our people because a lot of people want to hear what's happening and going on. But I want to talk first about some good stuff that we before we get into all the stuff that's been happening. You know, before all this happened, we had our second fit archer challenge at the gym, which was a huge success and a lot of fun. And I'm just so glad that we were able to get that in uh, before this all happened. Yeah. It'd been crazy if um, we would not have been able to get it in because of, you know, something we're just in such weird times. And I know we'll talk about that in a little while, but it was a really great event. Again, we had more shooters this year than we did last year. And, and that was even with, I think, four people that uh, were either injured or sick or had a baby and couldn't make it. But, again, it was, you know, same thing. Like, everybody does it and everybody competes in it, and they just have so much fun. And then this year we had that uh, little twist on it where Dwayne Adams came down and was kind of a special guest speaker, and he pulled in his son-in-law, Nick DeBaca, and another one of his uh, guides, Brett Kelly, and they, they talked. And all around, again, it was just it's so much fun. I mean – I think it was uh, one, of the, one of the new kids that uh, I ended up bumping into and sold an archery site to like a week before this. I, I met him over in Desert Ridge, and, and I'm like, hey, you work out? And he goes, yeah. And he shoots bow, obviously. And I said, well, you should come do our fit archer challenge. He's like, what is it? And the day before, he signed up for it. And he told me, he's like, man, I had more fun working out this way than I ever have before. And so, again, it was just a, it was a fun time. And a new guy came in and won the event and had a tremendous story. I know you kind of highlighted him a little bit at the end there. If you want to share that, that was pretty cool because it speaks of CrossFit. He's done all of his health results through CrossFit. Yeah, Jason, he, uh, he took it. He dominated. He was out of control. And then uh, I think Paul and uh, Mike Curtis rounded out the podium. Um, but, yeah, Jason, he lost 80 pounds doing CrossFit, and – it was not a big guy, uh, not as big as he was, but he wasn't super small or anything, but he'd lost 80 pounds and he was super fit. I mean, you know, uh, someone that comes to my mind, Eric Swartz, who's lost 65 pounds. When you are used to carrying around that kind of weight and you work out all through it and you drop 60, 80 pounds, you get really, really fit because, it's a lot easier to move around when you shed all that body fat off of you. And he yeah. proved it, you know. That's so cool to see. Um, you know, the other day, Eric Forts was doing sets of three and five ring muscle-ups, where a year ago that wasn't even fathomable. You know, we had a workout wow. a couple of weeks at the gym, you know, ago when he was doing that. And he didn't fare so well in the challenge, uh, 
he got snake bit on that first uh, arrow he shot. But, <laughs> yep, yep. But other it than that, blast, he, he was fit enough. So very cool event. And and Dwayne speaking at the end was super cool because I'm obviously not a huge hunter. It's something I want to do. I didn't get drawn for an elk tag this year, but you know, hearing Dwayne speak, all these guys that are in their 30s, 40s, 50s are just huddled around Dwayne like it's Santa Claus on Christmas, you know, listening to him speak. <laughs> and that segues in. You just had him on your podcast, and I wanted to talk about how you just started the Fit Archer podcast, and Dwayne was on there, which is, for people that are in the hunting world, a, a real treat to be able to hear him speak. Yeah, um, if I go back real quick and just say one more thing about the Fed Archer Challenge, though, I want to say two things about it. Um, super proud of the, the Blade uh, family that comes and does it. You know, Mike uh, Curtis, that's the second time he's podium, and just does so awesome. And Paul Cohen, the podium up there, um, you know, is sometimes a smaller guy, but he lifted some heavy weight. Tim Mancuso comes out, and he just bowls through the workouts. You know, some of the guys uh, that, have, that consistently are, are the, you know, the Blade family that uh, come and do this workout. I love it, and, and they love it too. I love seeing them there and supporting. And I, I'd love to take the Fit Archer Challenge, not just have our indoor challenge, but to eventually um, spin that off to the outdoor challenge one day and uh, use some of the facilities that we have access to. I think it would be really cool. So just nothing but growth. But, yeah, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a relationship with Dwayne Adams um, via, my, via our friend Nick DeBaca, and Dwayne is Nick's father-in-law in you know, Dwayne has told me over and over, he says, hey, anytime I can be on the Fit Archer podcast, you know, just let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll do it every week for you. He's just such an unbelievable guy. And um, when, I, when I was getting ready to do the interview with him on Thursday, I said, Dwayne, you know, so many people know you that you're such an amazing hunter and all the, the everything you bring to the hunting industry, but nobody really knows your backstory. And I want people to know your backstory. And he went into... Um, the day that he asked Jesus into his heart and what he, you know, gave his life to Christ and, and, and all of that. I mean, he went into so much intimate details of his life and, and what his foundation is built on. And I just, I was so honored to have him on and, and uh, be able to him to share that story to the world because I think it's necessary to understand when a guy like that is as successful as he is and as magnetic, magnetic as he is, that there's more to the underlying factors of that. It's not just because he's good at hunting. It's because his heart is pure, and uh, he shared that. That's awesome. I can't wait to listen to it. Obviously, it's been a hectic few days uh, since that came out, and I haven't listened to any podcast, but that's going to be fantastic. And I just am so happy that you got to start this podcast because, you know, people that listen to this podcast and hear you speak, you're so good at carrying a conversation and eloquently speaking and, and really just a, a fantastic speaker. So uh, if anyone hasn't listened to that Fit Archer podcast, if you're into fitness or, or hunting or both, uh, that's, or not even, it's just a great podcast to listen to. So go ahead and, and tune in. You can find oh, it I appreciate on, that. Yeah. on all platforms, right? Yeah, yeah, Apple and Spotify, probably the two most popular ones, but Apple, yeah, it's on a lot of different – the platform that I use, it um, spits it out to like nine different platforms, but Apple is really where most people listen. But I appreciate that, and that's the one thing that, you know, from a Fit Archer uh, standpoint, you represent this really well, Chris, now that you picked up a bow. You know, you'd have been the Fit part, but now you're the Fit Archer part as well, 
um, you know, the fit part when we talk about different things on podcasts that I do on the Fit Archer is there's always going to be a spiritual piece to it because I believe in being spiritually fit as well. I think it's like to me is and, and to you too, I know is one of the most important things that I can do and not just talk it, but walk it. And so I'd love to have the guests on that or um, th- those that I know that are, that live it that way. I, I'm always going to ask questions about that and let them share about that. Absolutely. I can't wait. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that's kind of the, the, what we had going on before uh, our whole lives got flipped upside down. And <laughs> that's what we've kind of been dealing with the past couple of weeks, but specifically, you know, Tuesday and then the few days before that, you know, we've had this pandemic of the coronavirus around the country now, around the world, but obviously around the country, into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our lives. And uh, we just didn't know what to do. Um, Leading into last week, Claire and I would meet. We'd meet with our coaches. We'd meet with people that are uh, our advisors and ask what we can do to keep our gym going. We thought, hey, we'll just stay open. We know our members are going to stay open, and we are going to do that. And then last Tuesday, we got the state of emergency set out from the mayor, and we decided that, hey, the best thing for humanity is that we close our doors and everybody follows suit and does. So that's what happened last Tuesday, last Wednesday. We were no longer open for business at gym and facility, and uh, it's been a whirlwind since then. Well, you know, here's the thing with it, Chris. I don't think, you know, if we watch the news, you never know what to believe and what not to believe. And, you know, when you have the, the head of our government, <clears throat> government, you know, and, and multi, I'm, I'm not saying Republican or Democrat, I'm just saying all of them, you never know which, what you can believe. And so as this coronavirus thing started to come out, you know, some people are like, oh, wow, this could be a little scary. But, you know, for us, we've just kind of turned the news off in our life just because it's always bad news. So we always kind of feel like if it's bad enough, somebody's going to let us know. So we've just turned the news off in our life. So we didn't really, um, we hadn't uh, really, we're ed- we were not educated on what was going on until it started to get, we heard about the toilet paper shortages. And I remember, I remember laughing, thinking, what in the world? I mean, we're running out of toilet paper. And we, we didn't really take any of this seriously ourselves and our family, <clears throat> excuse me, until, I don't know, it was like a Thursday or a Friday or something. And I told my wife, I said, hey, the, everybody's talking about having no toilet paper and we're honestly kind of running low. So just swing through the store and grab a little bit on your way home. And this was after, this was back on a Friday. Yeah, it was Friday right before all of last week. And her and my son went shopping and they came home. And I'm like, you get any teeping? She goes, no, it's really weird. The stores are like bare. The aisles are bare. There's no produce. There's no toilet paper. And I'm like, whoa. And then I started, you know, my, my hunter instinct started to go into play, and I'm like, well, we better be prepared. We don't hoard. We should not hoard anything, but we better be prepared and try to find some. So my parents got into town. We joked with them and texted them before they left. They drove straight from Wisconsin two days, and we joked and said, hey, you better bring some of your own toilet paper. We can't handle two more people in the house. We don't have enough, and we can't get it. So they did. They brought a little bit, and they got here. We went to the store the next morning, and that was an eerie – it was a weird – um, it was a weird sensation to look in and see, like, all the stuff gone. And people, you could see the panic and the fear in people's 
eyes running from aisle to aisle, like, I've got to get the last thing, and the store workers trying to keep everything up that they could. And, and that was when it started to get a little bit more serious, and I think it just kind of spread um, from there. And then, you know, just feel for everybody, uh, you guys as small business owners that rely on uh, members and, and, you know, the, the food, the retail, everything is just being so heavily impacted. And I honestly, I just don't know if we've seen the end of it yet. I, I don't know if we've seen the tip of the iceberg, but in my, I know we'll talk more about other stuff, but I'll just say this because I'm speaking right now. Um, and I can't see your voice, your face in person to know if you want to interject yet. That's the problem with doing it by phone. But I would say, you know, we're, we're not going to panic or fear in our house. We're just going to be, um, uh, we're going to use wisdom to be prepared, <clears throat> you know, but there's no, no sense in panicking or being fearful of it because it's completely out of our control and everybody's in the same situation, but we're going to do our, do our part to help as many people as we can too. And in whatever limited way that we're able to, you know, we're all limited and to be able to help everybody. But I was thinking of the workout this morning. I haven't entered my scores in yet. Um, and I was, I want to enter my scores in and we're, you know, I'm, I, it's easy for me to work out at home because most of my life I always worked out on my own and kind of at home. So, but I want to follow. I want to follow your guys' workouts, your coaching, because that's one one small way that I can continue to support, you know, a small business that's extremely important in our lives, which is be part of the community. Even though we're isolated, still be part of the community with you guys and and uh, be active in tagging and um, you know entering scores and, and all that kind of stuff. So. That's my two cents on it. Well, you know, everyone, everyone's been extremely supportive. We've obviously had some people cancel and, and go on hold or whatever, and you can't control that. By and large, the vast majority of membership has been supportive. And I just want to, since last Wednesday was our doors, scared, you know, because – we own our building. We own 50% of our building. And uh, if we don't pay rent, we can't pay the bank in bye-bye building, you know. And, and that's one thing that this, the banks aren't closed, you know. Everywhere else is closed, but the banks still want their money. And so naturally that's going to be a little bit of fear set in. And I try, not, I try to be strong and I try not to let that creep in, but in the back of your mind, you're like, holy moly, this could really happen. We could really lose everything. And um, as now, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. You know, our girls from Claire, who has just been a superstar and had help from Lauren and Tiffany just working there, amazing. Tiffany helping out. Like, those women in the past four days, I mean, Claire hasn't stopped. Those three ladies to come up with a plan that they did to organize and get an entire three-person virtual fitness, uh, really a, an entire new business established in, in four days uh, to take care of our men, nothing short of remarkable. And I'm so thankful. I'm going to start tearing up. So thankful and so proud of them for the work that they put in to save our gym and to save our members. And um, we're so thankful for our members that have continued to to support us and be with us and post on Instagram and do the workouts and just want to still be a part of this amazing community that's been built over the past eight years. And uh, I, I don't know 
what other gyms are going through around the country. I know it's hard, but as of right now, Blade is strong, and um, thank God for that. You know, so it's 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 looking like we have a bright future ahead of us for however long this lasts. Hopefully, it's not long, um, but right now we're strong. Well, you know, you and I had been trying to podcast for two days remotely, and yesterday we were going to try, and you just messaged me and said, "Man, I just." I cannot do it. We are slammed trying to get this up. So, um, you know, I don't know the work you guys got to go through, um, but I do know that, you know, you guys are champions, and when a crisis arises, champions rise to the occasion and just uh, focus, commit, and adapt. That's why I learned this at a, in a um, you say FCA. Anytime, and I say this in my mind. It's, it, my wife is sitting here across me, and she'd be like, I didn't know that, but I say this in my mind. I learned this at a seminar we went to one time. It was a former Navy SEAL speaking. And he said, every time we get into a situation where everything goes bad, I would repeat to myself, FCA, FCA. And it, it stood for focus, commit, and adapt. It means focus my energy and calm down, commit to the task at hand, and adapt to the situation that's going on. And you guys have done a tremendous job with that. And I would say um, I, I'm more thankful because in times like this where, you know, some fear can set in, some panic can set in, and and it's, the, the fear is, uh, when I say, you know, don't fear, it's easy for me to say that. Um, it's harder for me to do that. That's the, the, the reality of it. And like when you said that, I'm trying not to, but we, we're still all human and we have the responsibilities of finances and our family and all that kind of stuff. And when money's not coming in, but it's still supposed to go out, fear can set in. Um, but we just got to adapt to it and, and continually push through and know that, you know, this too, we just listened to a great speaker, Les Brown, and he kept saying, this has come to pass. This has come to pass. It isn't passed yet, but it, it will pass. And uh, I think we'll all be stronger because of it. You know, you call it Blade Strong now. It's going to be, you might want to change it to Blade Stronger <laughs> when we're done. <laughs> and, Absolutely. You know, in times when, when there are, um, when we are fearful or a little bit uncertain, let me use the word uncertain instead, What's one of the best things to do? Continue to work out because it clears your mind and eases the stress. That's why I'm so glad you guys got to do the equipment rental or, or you know, dish out all the equipment so people can continue to work out so we can clear our minds and dump stress out of our day from what, what could cause, you know, what could build up. Yeah, and I didn't, even, I didn't even mention that. You just brought up the equipment rental, you know, like, I, I have to go into the gym to do the whiteboards for our virtual fitness now. And you, you brought up the word eerie earlier. It's eerie. It's eerie all over the city, you know, and about, and especially the grocery store. But it's eerie in the gym. I mean, it looks like a tornado. You know, nothing's in there. All our bars are gone. All our rowers, all our bikes, all our plates, all the dumbbells, all the kettlebells, wall balls. I mean, it's phenomenal. And we're so thankful that our members responded and wanted to do that and come get, and I know they're thankful, but we're definitely more thankful that our members want to take that equipment and take it into their homes. And everyone, the vast majority of our membership has at least a little bit of piece of blade with them. Ashley texted me that the other day. She said something, we were talking about a workout and she said something. She said, everyone has a little them. And it was like, yes, that's yes cool. they do. Yeah. You know, and, and I just love that because um, it's just been phenomenal to see. And <laughs> I was joking with Lon yesterday when we were doing the whiteboard. I was like, 
Well, if all of a sudden the government says, hey, you can open up for business, I'm like, well, it's going to take a week just to get everything back in here. It took a week to get everything out of there. You know, we have, <laughs> we have 150, 200 pieces of paper with all the inventory. And, again, Claire, Lauren, and Tiffany getting all that stuff. Everything's accounted for. We know everything that's been gone and taken. And um, it's just it, the power and the will to persevere has just been um, it's a, it, we're going to come out better and, and there's no bet, bet blade stronger for sure at, at the end of this. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Well, when you did the whiteboard, um, I think it was the one I watched last night, you know, you, you, the, and they panned over, who was ever doing your camera panned over to show Lon when you were talking to him and he was going through the squats, there was nothing there, like no dumbbells. And I'm like, Oh yeah. wow. I'm only seeing like six feet of view. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is creepy. I can't imagine what the rest of it looks like. So I love that, what Ashley said. Everybody's got a piece of blade with them. Well, I got a piece of yeah. blade with me still, and I don't know when it's going to go away because I did your Saturday sprints on the road. Um, <laughs> and I took out a piece of blade all up from the bottom of my heels, up my calves, up my hamstrings, into my butt, and my low back. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. And that's the cool thing that we're doing with the virtual fitness and coming to people like, we get to give people a little bit more to do. You know, people are at home. We're preparing for, you know, I, I just have this vision of my mind of the Will Smith movie. I am legend. Like we need to train because we, if this is the end of the world, like we got to be ready, you know? And so I, when I'm, you know, putting together these videos and wanting my members to do extra stuff, like, I'm like, I am getting these people ready for whatever they ask to happen. Not that that's going to happen, but that's kind of what I, you know, picture in my mind. Like, hey, we, our job right now is to train, you know. And so, you know, putting extra videos out and getting people to do a little bit more is something that they probably wouldn't do if they had to go to their job every day and they weren't at home. Now we get to get even a little bit more fit. So I, even that aspect of it is cool. Right, right. It's just, uh, you know, fitness is one of those things that really, I think, holds everybody together. But there's more to it, um, I would add. You know, this is, I watched Jocko did a little video the other day, and he was talking about something, and, you know, he's discipline equals freedom. Um, and for those that don't know Jocko, he's, you know, former Navy SEAL. He's got a podcast and a couple different books. But he was talking about just because, you know, people may be quarantined at home in some areas and others are off work. You know, it doesn't mean you wake up and you just say, well, oh, I might as well just sleep in the day and I'll forget my eating and forget my workout programs. Like, we still, because this is going to pass. And then we're all coming back into the gym to work out together. And it's going to be so much further ahead when we eat good. Or, you know, we should be anyway because of the, just to, to help support our immune systems in case anybody around us has the virus or it could potentially, you know, find its way to us. We want the, the strongest immune systems and drinking our water, eating all our fresh fruits and vegetables, um, eating good, exercising, getting proper sleep, because, in, again, in these uncertain times where stress and uncertainty, and we haven't talked about it, and I'm not going to, I mean, the stock market is like, is on a, like a downhill ski slope right now, and so people are stressing about, I'm having conversations, people stressing about their retirements like crazy because it's getting eaten away. All that stress can lower our immune system, so... Work out to keep your stress levels down. Sleep good to keep your stress levels down, and recuperating water. You know everything you always teach anyway. Just because we're not together, you know we don't want to give it up. We want to, if anything, ramp it up a little bit more. 
Exactly. That's what I really want people to take home is the only thing that you can do to stay ultimately safe is to stay healthy. The healthier you are, the safer you're going to be. That if your body's not inflamed and it's not busy fighting off everything else and your white blood cell is high, you're, you're fit and ready to rock, you could get this virus and not even know it. But when you are inflamed and your body is hypertensive and maybe you have really bad insulin levels and your um, or blood sugar levels and you're not insulin sensitive and you uh, have stuff going on with your liver because you're not clean and you're not detoxifying, all these things that are metabolic diseases of the body, that makes your immune system fight that stuff on a daily basis. So when your body's busy fighting all the inflammation, guess what? It's going to be much more susceptible. And that means if you're taking in high amounts of processed carbohydrates, not sleeping enough, um, and definitely not out, then you're going to be in jeopardy. And that's just 100% true. You know, in our community, what our job is, as coaches and as uh, stewards and, and caretakers of our of members is to make sure they're staying on the path of fitness and that they're exercising every single day and put out the nutrition information that they need so that they're eating the right foods, eating a, a good amount of whole real food because all of our pantries are stocked full of processed food that might not be there normally, right? And so it's easy to go in there and grab that instead of cooking your, your chicken and your broccoli or whatever it is that you eat, and you're falling into the susceptibility of a weakened immune system because you're not taking care of yourself because you're not in the routine. So that's what, you know, if people can take away from everything I just said is if you train every day, you wake up in the morning, you chug water, you drink some apple cider vinegar, you do your work, whatever you got to get done, you get after it in your garage, go ham, go hard, get it done, you get some good post-workout nutrition in, and it, you get good sleep at night, you're just fine. But if you let this turn into, I'm going to stay up late watching this, I'm going to maybe have a little bit more wine or whatever it is that I wouldn't normally have on a weeknight. Um, I'm going to start just eating all this crappy food because it's in my pantry and it's what I have and it's easy and I'm bored. Um, I'm going to skip that workout now because I've got elevated blood sugar levels and I'm lethargic. I don't feel good. All of this is a cycling pattern that can be super detrimental to your safety, not just your health. We're not talking about losing your abs. We're talking about you potentially being becoming super sick from this thing. And it, we're seeing that the fatalities and the people that are unfortunately, God rest their souls, passing away from this because of other ailments and metabolic diseases that their bodies are fighting, if they're not being healthy. Yeah. Well, to so add to that, so um, there. Um, I just wanted to add, and, and you know, I'll get I'll – get, uh, some people won't like that I say this, and I, I'm not saying it to make anybody mad, but um, I'd encourage everybody to do your part and my part as well. You know, I got to do my part, but everybody else to do their part when it comes to the social distancing thing. And I've been saying this since day one before I've really seen a whole bunch of other states doing mandatory at-home quarantines and all that kind of stuff. You know, there could come a point where if they don't get a handle on this, and it continues to spread fast that Arizona is the next in line to have a, a mandatory uh, quarantine. And so I was in the network, networking industry um, 
for years, for 18 years. And what I thought of was understanding compounding numbers. And so we would always say something like, hey, man, if I can, if I can find three people um, and then they go find three, my three people just turned into nine, okay? And then nine turns into 27, 27 turns into this and this. And all of a sudden you have this multiplication factor that you cannot stop. It just becomes an enormous machine. And I know we're healthy people and we, we pride ourselves on being healthy, um, but I would say do your job in the social distancing. Like we've turned people away from our garage gym, and I hated to do it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to see me, but I had a couple of buddies like my gym shut down. You know, can we come all work out together? And I'm like, uh, you know, we, I just want to do my part. My parents are here. That means we got seven in our home already. And what if somebody does, who isn't showing symptoms? And I'm not playing fear-ridden here. I'm just saying I'm, this is just what went through my mind very early was, Boy, I don't want to because all of a sudden I'm around this person. They go to their family. They're around them. They go around their family. And now this becomes just a wall of infections that we can't stop. And, and that, the fastest thing for all of us to get back on our feet and get back to working, get our businesses going, restaurants open, all that, is for this thing to die off as fast as possible. That's why the quarantine self, uh, social distancing thing is so important. That's just my two cents, Chris. I don't mean to – I'm not preaching. I'm just saying – I think it's more uh, you're, serious you're than what. You're fear-mongering. <laughs> no, I'm not no, fear-mongering. I'm just joking. I know. I'm just completely joking. I completely agree with you 100% that the more we stay away right now, as, as bad as it hurts and as much as we miss everybody, the better off we're going to be, you know, and we can't have the mindset of I'm safe. I'm not going to, even if I get it, I'm not going to be sick. We have to protect those that aren't, and we have to do our part to end it because the more we stay away now, the faster it's going to go away. And uh, we just have to do our part. Well, and, and I know funny I'm story. the same way. Like I want to invite <laughs> everybody over to my house. I'm, you know, I'm used to going into a 5 a.m. class on Monday with 30 people in it, you know, like, and now I'm getting up and getting on my computer, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm, but I still loved it. I loved every minute I was in my clients this morning with my uh, virtual members or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I actually, I still loved it. I was still coaching. It was just way different, you know, so. Um, it, well, funny I, story. I, Let me I want to tell a funny story. So Saturday I had to drop some – no, yeah, Saturday. I had to run to Anthem and drop some stuff off to a friend up there, Patrick and Cheryl. Patrick allows me to use his uh, podcast equipment, and it's amazing. Uh, he's got his own little business called Numa Productions, little plug for him there. And, uh, yeah. and then we were swinging by your house to drop some books off. And you weren't home, and I called you, and I, I didn't know you were out on the road. So all of a sudden you pulled in. And we're, you know, I got the, my camera rolling so I, could, I wanted to put it on blade and say, hey, everybody, Chris is still okay. And you come out of the car, and I'm like, stay away. And you're like, and I got it on video. You're like, what are you all? What did you say? You're the, you quarantine freak? I'm like, no, I'm not a quarantine freak. So I come up to give you a handshake and a hug, and you said to me, well, well, well don't touch me. And I'm yeah. like, what? I don't, you're, I don't know that what you're putting out here. You want to hug or you don't? So we never did hug. We did an elbow bump, and that was it. Yeah, elbow bump is just as dangerous, but uh, it is. You know. Yeah, but what but are you gonna do? You, like, I'm literally my whole life. Like I've been a trainer since I was 21 years old. You know, like 
I'm used to high-fiving, hugging, and crying and exchanging bodily fluids with people on a daily basis for my entire adult life. You know, like, <laughs> for me, not, like, it's a physical reaction. Like, I need high-fiving. So, like, that's just, that's where I get all my energy from. And to be able to do that and to, you know, obviously I have Carl and Claire, and I'm <laughs> hugging the crap out of them. Um, but it's foreign to me, you know, so I, the best thing for me to do is stay away from people because I just want to run up and hug them and high-five them, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, America's proven to be resilient um, forever. Uh, but, you know, we never want to become prideful as a nation, and uh, I think this is a good reset. I've said this from day one, is understanding, you know, there's a lot of out a lot of outflow in our lives when it comes to finances always because that's just – you can be complete, 100% debt-free. And I'll just be honest with you, in, in less than a month, we will be completely 100% debt-free. No, don't owe any, no mortgage, no nothing, no, no anything. But that's still – there's still an outflow. There's still a lot of money that has to go out. And so the reset that I think is going to be good is for all of us to draw back a little bit and, and see like, wow – Am I just a little bit too consumerish sometimes, which I fall extremely victim to that personally. A hunting industry is I get marketed by everything. I buy everything, and it's, it's not right. But, but anyway, I think it would be a great reset of reflection and quality time with family. And some maybe if this goes on too long, some families are going to be like, ah, i got to get out. The too much reflection family time. But I think it would <laughs> yeah. be a good reset to just slow our lives down a little bit. And, you know, we're resilient country, but not get prideful and, and egotistical, but to just, you know, if I could say this, Chris, fall back onto what our country was founded on, which is just trust God, put it in yeah. hands. Absolutely. And I think that if, you know, you know, whether you have faith or Christian or sitting alone and praying is only to make you feel better. So, so um, I, I think that if spending some alone time, um, figuring out what you believe is uh, this is no better time than to do it than right now, you know, and see if right. you feel something, you know. So uh, that that that's absolutely true. And if you know, not not only the everything you just said, but also our Earth is. I mean, if you look at the global satellite things of China, the CO two emissions um, that have been decreased. You hear about the waters in Venice are running clear. Um, you know, they're, 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 the the uh, environmental air quality warnings are down all over the country. Uh, wow. In L.A. especially, you know, the smog is lifting. Um, stuff that hasn't happened in decades is starting to take place. Um, of output. You know, not that it's sustainable because of our economy, but it just shows that if we hold back even a, a quarter uh, moving forward of what we've been doing, you know, up until this point, even a fraction of holding back from what we've been doing is going to have substantial environmental impact uh, for our planet. So uh, we're definitely learning wow. from that as well. Yeah. Well, I love my family time. I've loved it. You know, it's kind of neat. My parents got here at this time and we've been, we played video games. We did bake a cheesecake, by the way. And I know we want to stay healthy, but a piece of cheesecake here and there has never hurt anybody. But 
wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but we had fun. I've never baked anything before, so my daughter and I baked a cheesecake, and we had fun. We enjoyed it. I mean, just enjoyed some family time. We're doing all family workouts every day out in the gym. It wasn't any good because you put fruity pebbles in. I know. It, it would have been good had it not been all – they wanted you to use three cups of fruity pebbles. If I just used one cup for the frost or the, the crust, it would have been pretty darn good, but the, all too many fruity pebbles ruined it. You don't like fruity pebbles? You know, that was growing up, I'm saying. I lost you there. You're kind of in a bad area. Or just because I'm kidding, if I eat the whole box, then I'll just get You know, like. Hold on. You must be, you must be in the bat cave because uh, we couldn't hear you there. Am I breaking up? You were then. I didn't hear what you said. Well, I'll say it for the third time that I cannot eat cereal anymore because I'm <laughs> I, I'm a fat kid and I don't have I'll just get I eat cereal all the time. Um, you know, processed <laughs> carbohydrates in myself do not do good, and I'll eat the whole box. But when I was growing up, fruity pebbles is not one of the cereals I ate. And if I was going to make a cheesecake, it would just be regular cheesecake with strawberry jam. Uh, they, they put on the strawberry syrup. Yeah, you're really breaking up for some reason. But I did hear, I, I could hear you. And how, who doesn't like fruity pebbles? So when I was wrestling in high school, my, instead of Rice Krispie treats, my grandma made fruity pebble treats. So she would send literally a whole pan with me and after weigh-ins on Thursdays, because we wrestled Thursday nights and, and during for our duels, I'd eat like half the pan. I'm surprised I could even perform. Like, I wasn't just in a sugar coma. I might have been in a sugar coma. Who knows? Well, that's the difference between being 15 years old and 35 years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. By the way, I said this. Um, so my oldest son, is, he, he's pretty fast. He's got good speed. In every sport he's ever been in, he's been the fastest, like, pretty, like, pretty much by far. Um, and every team is, and he's just got really, really good speed. And he's starting to grow and, and, you know, hitting puberty and stuff, and his feet are getting bigger. And, and so I made uh, my oldest boy in Gunner, 15, and Chopper, um, 11, do the sprint workout with me. And I said, this is the only workout you got to do. If you, if you guys give me 90% on those runs. So, you know, you, you sprint down 200 meters and then turn around and jog back. Yeah. Well, the first one, you know, I sprinted down. And I, I had my range finder out, so we had exactly 200 meters marked out. So we sprint down. I beat him pretty good. And then I think he was just kind of feeling himself out. Then we jogged back and had about, you know, I think it was like 40 seconds of, of rest time. So we're standing there all the time. We're going, and he took off. And I'm like, oh. And up until the 50-yard mark, I had him. And then at the 50 to the 100-yard mark, he just blew by me. And then I passed him from 100 to 200. He just didn't have the stamina. <laughs> we, did the, we did when we, we had dropped down to the second set of, of 200s. He beat me effortlessly. I was so upset, <laughs> like, because I'm competitive, and I wanted to hold him off as long as I could. Like, he can jump. I think he can touch a 10-foot rim right now. He's like 5'6". Oh, my goodness. He, he, could, he jumps so high. And he measured 10-foot up on a wall and, and touched it, so that's what a rim is. But on the first one, we had to run the 100 out and then turn on jog back. And I was giving everything I had. I mean everything I had. And he was pulling away for, from me effortlessly. And I realized at that point, I'm like, well, I, I made it to 15. 
15 is as long as I can hold them off. And so <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to hold them off longer. But I thank you on, on my Insta stories. I'm going, well, thanks for putting that workout together. Now I realize I, I can't get, beat myself. I can beat him to 50 yards. But after 50 yards, his stride opens up, and it's just he pulls away from me. That's so awesome. I can't wait to have that with my kids. Yeah. Oh, super, yeah. Super. And what JP is referring to is the Saturday morning aerobic capacity workout that we put out, and that's going to be open to everybody. Uh, that's something we do in the springtime, um, like our competitors, and I'm just putting that out to everybody that wants to be able to do it. And it's uh, something that is no joke, you know, these aerobic capacity running workouts on Saturday morning. So how would you like those recovery runs? <clears throat> Um, I really like that workout, to be honest with you. Um, I would much rather run. I was running on my street, and I'd much rather not run on my street. I'd like to find a park that's got 200 yards of grass on it. But it was good. Yeah, I love how that – It's I hard on your well. joints. You know, that's what a lot of people don't understand, especially the way you run. Um, you know, it's – you know, running on pavement is not – that great for you, you know. So that's why we want to run on a track or grass and – run correctly, run from the ball of the foot, pull with the hamstring, all that stuff. So if you're not running correctly, guys, and it causes pain, maybe don't do it. Or I bet we could definitely do a virtual uh, running clinic while we're doing this. Maybe we'll do that uh, coming up this week. That would be amazing. That would be really good. Teach people um, some running strides. Yeah, but I loved it. I thought it was a great workout. I love those. I'm going to do those because that's right up my wheelhouse for – uh, fits well in with my training for hiking and, you know, different blend of just long hikes. Awesome. Hey, buddy, that's a wrap. I've got to get going. Um, I've got some clients to get to uh, on the computer for my afternoon schedule. And Claire has to run an errand, and so I've got to watch the baby. She well, I enjoyed our, our – uh, I've been standing outside, yep. and she just gave me the signal. <laughs> there you go. Well, I enjoyed it, Chris. I'm glad we got back together and we'll make it all work. So God bless you guys. And thanks for all that you're doing to help us out. Absolutely. And just one more time, I want to hit a huge shout out to our amazing members uh, for sticking with us and just being a part of this uh, journey that we've never been on before and hopefully we'll never be on again. But right now we got to make the best of it. So we really, really love you guys. Thank you very much. And I'll see you soon, JP. All right. See you, bud. Bye. See you, bud.